Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. And I have exciting news. You are not going to want to skip this. The Unpopular Opinion Podcast is on the verge of releasing episode number 500. We call that a milestone in the industry. To celebrate and to thank you for all of your support for all of these years, from now until the 500th episode drops, we are reopening the Unpops 500 Club. What is that? Well, it's the fun new name we've decided to apply to the mythological $5 early adopters Patreon level of the Unpops podcast Patreon. When we first launched that Patreon, we had a tier that got you every single podcast we release, including bonus episodes, completely ad-free for just $5. At the time, it was limited to 1,500 subscribers. And once we hit that level, we unpublished that tier. But since then, in large part due to COVID wreaking havoc on the world's finances, lots of spots have opened up again in that $5 tier. So we're making it available to the public once again. But there are still only a limited number of spots available, and those spots are only available until the 500th episode of Unpopular Opinion drops. We have a lot of exciting changes and new shows coming in the next few weeks and months. So no matter why you had to cancel before, this is a great time to come back and check out all the fun stuff the Unpops Network has to offer. Head to patreon.com slash unpops to sign up and get every podcast episode we release, including bonus episodes, for just $5 a month. Or, if you don't want to use Patreon, there are also a limited number of Unpops 500 spots open at unpopsnetwork.supercast.com. Thanks. We love you. Let's get to the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpops. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, don't worry about what I do. Joining me today, you've heard him on this show a whole bunch of times. He is a fantastic comedian who you can hear telling jokes at comedy festivals and comedy clubs all around the country, ladies and gentlemen, Atif Myers. Also joining me, he is a longtime listener of the Unpops podcast, so you know he's cool. He also is a YouTube personality whose channel you should check out sometime, and I'm sure he'll tell you where to do that on this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, John Lewis. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do have a room full of guests, a proverbial room full of guests. We're recording remotely. Case in point, 
The ambassador of sadness, Atif Myers, is here. Hey, everybody. Doing <laughs> <laughs> the saddest intro. Calm down, Atif. <laughs> How's it going? Good. No, it's going pretty well. Just exhausted all the time, but it's fine. Oh, yeah. You're a new father, so. It's weird. Very yeah. little very little sleep for you. Also <laughs> joining us for the first time, longtime Unpops listener, YouTube personality, John Lewis. How's it going, man? What's, what's good, y'all? What up, though? Coming from the outside of Detroit. Yeah. We were going to record this yesterday, and... We got times and time zones mixed up, and we would have been recording at 1 a.m. John's time had we recorded at the time some of us had planned on, which I, for one brief second, was like, we should do that. We should we should make his first time on the podcast be 1 a.m. Detroit time. It, it, it threw me off so bad. For some reason, I heard one and I was like, all right, seven or something. I don't know. I was reading it late at night. I think I was probably drinking. So somehow in my mind, it was supposed to be 7 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what the hell happened. But we made it. We're here now. We're doing another Unpopular Opinions episode. Everybody brought some opinions to defend. We are in the midst of the NBA playoffs, so we, we have kind of a basketball-heavy episode. Yeah. And with that, two-thirds of the audience shut this off. But uh, <laughs> hey, I whatever. They're called pre-roll ads for a reason, dummies. <laughs> we got you anyway. So yeah, everyone knows how the unpopular opinion episodes work. We're here to share some unpopular opinions. Who wants to go first? Should I go first? Because mine, my first one kind of leads into one of a TIFF's. I mean, sure. directly leads into it. I am uh, fresh off having seen the hit major motion picture film, Air, which is about the development of the Air Jordan. And it reminded me that, like, I'm old enough. I was eight when Michael Jordan first entered the NBA. So that was all right in my wheelhouse. And I was way into the Jordan shoe brand as it was oh, first yeah. coming out. Like the Air Jordan 1s, I was too poor. My family was way too poor to buy those. But I bought some, some knockoffs at Payless. Just got me relentlessly mocked. I think I wore them <laughs> once. But in my opinion, there are maybe three good iterations of the Jordan shoe brand. Maybe four. I will graciously throw the Air Jordan 2 in there also. But I Oof. think Air Jordan 1 through 4, those are the good ones. And everything after that, I just, I hate it. I've never been more disappointed by the release of anything in my young life more than the Air Jordan 5. I remember seeing that and being sure. like, I'm, even as a child, I was like, what am I, a child? I'm not going to wear those. Like that fucking reflective tongue, the shark pattern on the soles. It's like, did my younger brother design these? I don't have a younger brother. Fuck him. <laughs> and from that point on, like every Jordan that came out, I was like, nah, not for me. See, like, I like the Jordan 1s. The Jordan 1 highs are not comfortable. They look cool, but they're not comfortable. But, like, my favorite Jordans are, like, I love the 13s. The Jordan 13s are my favorite. Because, like, when I was a kid, I was also poor. And this is a sad fucking story. Some of the ambassador sadness. <laughs> my mom, for my birthday, my mom bought me the Jordan 13s. And then I, I wore them to school one day. Then the next day it was raining. She's like, yo, don't wear those because it's raining. I was like, that's a good point. She returned them 
to the mall and then what? bought groceries because we didn't have money to buy groceries. Jesus Christ. So when I came home, my shoes weren't there. And I was like, yeah, where's my shoes? And she was like, we had to eat for the week. I'm sorry. Like, oh. And haven't had them. And then once I started like making money, there was like the first Jordans I bought. But the red and black Jordan 13s, I love yeah, my man. favorite. This, this whole debate is pretty much blasphemous to me because I'm <laughs> clearly black. You all can hear by my voice. Um, no, the Jordan, the Jordan One is one of the greatest sneakers of all time. Mm-hmm. I hate the Jordan Two. Now I don't know. Well, you got a pretty big audience, so to some people, the name Tinker Hatfield means something. And in the sneaker world, he's basically like Spike Lee or any great director. He took over. He did from the Jordan Threes to like fifteen, I think. So each of them all means something different to me. Like, I love the Jordan 4s. Like, the Jordan 5s just scream 1990s to me. Like, when I see those, yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw on some baggy basketball shorts and a retro jersey. Six Jordan 7s, like, this is a debate. Random black folks, we just have all the time. We either have our Mount Rushmore <laughs> Jordans or our top five. Like, my top five are the Jordan 1 because you can't. Like, the Jordan 1 are perfect because the older you get, that's one of the few sneakers that always looks good with decent, like, casual clothes, you know? The lows are good, too. Okay, see, the Jordan I one lows. lows. I'm, Real. See, I'm a snob. I don't, wear, I don't wear Jordan low. I don't, as far as Jordans, I don't wear lows or mids. I wear them oh. how they came. Like, I don't wear retro 11s. I love those are with the patent leather. Surprisingly, I've never had them because the hype is too big. I don't. I don't get hustled. I don't really buy shoes off of resale. But man, the sure. Jordan Sevens, Jordan Fives, the Jordan Elevens. Yeah, the Elevens. After the Elevens, they fell off. After Eleven, the Elevens aren't bad. The the Thirteens that Dude. it looks like a fucking like. I love I love the Thirteens. The Thirteens and the Twelves. I guess because like I don't like that well, pattern on the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thirty five. Those came out when I was like eight or nine. Right. Those were like. Holy fuck! Yeah, the Red sevens, black, the sevens are way. That's way too much. There's there's way too much going on. Those look, thinking of the sevens. The sevens are clean, man. I had the Bordeaux sevens for a while. Those are the, some sevens, of the best ones I ever owned. It looks like you could strap into a pair of skis with those. Like I know, like, man, but that's that's what make them cool. Like like we haven't really had any dope signature sneakers post Jordan. Like I like Kobe's. But a majority of the Kobe's all look the same. Kobe's like, look like uh, tennis shoes. I I don't know what that means because <laughs> to me, we say gym shoes. I don't know what actual tennis shoes look like. So I know people that call any sneakers tennis shoes. The shoes that For, tennis players wear is what I'm referring okay, to. I, I, I got to check them out then. I didn't know. That. I just thought there that. are some, Russell Westbrook. Russell one. Westbrook doesn't deserve signature shoes if we're going to go spinoffs because all of his are awful. If we if we want to go, who doesn't deserve a signature shoe? Paul George. No kid ever said I want them Paul George. <laughs> That's like giving fucking uh, Ringo Starr his old album or something. <laughs> Ringo Starr has several albums. Well, like, was that the, the Paul George's? Yes. The Paul George's yeah, are always okay, well, like, mad cheap. They're always mad cheap, though. That's why. Yeah, that's why. That, guess, that always yeah. backfires, though. Like, remember, Stefan Marbury tried that. He was like, these shoes are going to be affordable. And people okay. bought them and then got to school, and people were like, you're poor. I'm going to make okay, fun. Okay, that's different. Though. He means afford- He means cheap, like 120 Oh, okay. No, the Paul like George are like eighty. They're like eighty or oh, ninety. Wow. But the, Stefan, he lost people when he started eating Vaseline. Like, let's just be real. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. That'll do it. That'll do it. Please, yeah. listeners, look up Stefan Marbury Vaseline or Stephen A. Smith versus Stefan Marbury. He brought it up. 
Yeah. How do y'all feel about like Jordan spinoffs? Because I love the three twelve legacies. I don't know what the hell those are. Yeah, I, oh, you're, you're getting too deep. The Jordan three twelve legacies. What did those come out in America? <laughs> yes. No, look it up. They're like they're like the Don Cannon spinoffs. Uh, the three twelve legacies are my fucking favorite Jordan because they're they they have the they look like the ones, but then they got extra shit and they're also comfortable. Like they won't uh, cut yeah, off I the don't, back of your heels. I don't hate those. They, yeah, yeah you're right. They, they look no. like a combination of the one and the three, yeah, basically. Those are awful, man, especially with the <laughs> elephant print. And, like, what the hell? Is, they threw elephant print. They threw an Air Max level. These are awful, Dude, man. The ghost greens? Come on. I got the ghost greens. They, I got the, they got the Bo Jackson strap on it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those These are shit. an abomination, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm uh. like. I'm not super into sneakers anymore because, oh, man. It's so an expensive thing to collect. Is, this, this, this is funny for my first episode because I actually wrote on Crack like seven years ago, which is how I met Adam. And one of my first articles was about sneaker culture. Yeah. And it got way worse since then. Dude, like I'm looking at these legacy prices now. I bought them for maybe $65 before the <laughs> pandemic. Like these were the cheapy Jordans. And now the lowest is like $150, $200. i am probably going to resell some. Okay. They yeah, got that, that tiff. Huh? They were so cheap. Yeah. yeah that no, I love the legacy. Sense. I don't know why. They're so just comfortable. Like the ones that are the one highs, like you can't, they're, they look dope, but you can't wear them for a long ass time. That's one thing I suspect might have changed i feel like the things i didn't like about jordans after the four probably also made them better basketball shoes like (laughs) as far as like supporting a player's ankles and shit yeah like i'm sure they functioned better as basketball (laughs) shoes i could imagine hooping in some ones yeah that's 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 right up there with wearing like chuck taylor's to play basketball in for I got invited when I was a teenager, I got invited to like a basketball camp at like University of Maryland. And my dad was like, let me give you some new shoes. And he got me Chuck Taylors because he's old school. Yeah. Mm. He was, and then we, my brother and I had to hoop for like a week in Chuck's and we had just the biggest fucking blisters on our feet. Like, you know, and basketball no isn't segregated anymore. What year is this? Chuck my, dude, my dad was like one of those dudes who was like, yo, I, shit back then was good. Like, if I talked about hip hop, he would be like, no, nah, you need to listen to Grandmaster Flash. Like he was always just yeah. mad. He was just mad old school. When so I was Chuck Taylors were good when, for his age. When I was a kid, there was one school in our district that was especially <laughs> poor. Uh, sure. And their basketball team one year had to order Chuck Taylors. Like Jesus Christ. And man, I felt bad <laughs> for them because they got made fun of so much. Because, it, like, I'm sure kids have not changed in this regard, but when I was in school, people fucking made fun of you for being poor. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like, really hard. Yeah. Like, Chuck Taylor's, they, it was like a two-year period. They were popular again, actually, but you can't play no damn sports in them. No, no, no. You, know, you better not even jog. They don't have any ankle support. I wore a pair of Chuck Taylor's yeah. when I went to Vegas last month, and I regretted that shit for weeks afterward my feet were goddamn annihilated because in when you're in vegas you just walk you just walk all the fucking time everywhere you go it's like a two-mile walk through smoky ass casinos and do you all good do you remember like i want to say 2014 when i guess nike bought converse and then they actually put padding in the insole of the chuck taylor and that was like the whole marketing campaign it was like yo these are comfortable now oh no, yeah I, I, ne- I never owned chuck taylors i just know that for a hot minute they were they were popping again 
I have a pair of silver Chuck Taylors that are my they're my special occasion shoes because man, they look popular. As far as comfortable gym shoes, I'm an Air Max guy. I've been buying Air Max 97s for the last couple of years. They're comfortable. They're not crazy expensive. You can always get them. The hype beats haven't got to them. Because I'll still say to this day, once once the fan, once the type of rap fans to listen to goddamn Kanye West and ASAP Rocky got in the gym shoes, that just ruined everything. It it, it flooded the market. It's like selling trash weed to the rich kids, and that's what happened to the sneaker community. I do have a pair of Air Max. Which ones? They're 97s, but they're custom. I went on the the Nike website and designed them myself. And uh, here's the thing. Best shoes on the market. Oh, yeah. That bubble. That's why Air Max are kind of pricey, but they're extremely comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right. I think that's enough about shoes. Atif, how about you get into your first opinion? The one about the first one or the... Or the one about the movies. The one about since we just talked about air a little bit. The mo- the one about movies. I think I think movies like Oppenheimer and Air and any movie really about a fucking CEO is just like white nonsense. Like I don't know who the <laughs> fuck ever asked for these movies. Like if everybody listening, think about your boss if you have a boss. Do you want to watch a movie about that guy's life? No. <laughs> You don't. Oppenheimer, oh, what happens at the end? He regrets making the nuclear bomb. Why are we sympathizing a dude who got millions of people killed? Air, let's make a movie about the Jordans, but have Michael Jordan in it for maybe three minutes. I never wore Jordans and gave a fuck about the people who own Nike. I've... I love Ben and Jerry's. I don't want to watch a movie about those motherfuckers. I don't. I hate those. Fu- there's, there's now a Tetris movie. Who gives a shit about those people? Those are comic book movies for fucking boomers and boring white people. And they have to be fucking stopped. I don't even know if this counts as an unpopular opinion, man. Because hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't give a damn. What? This should be something on History Channel with like 9 p.m. on a Saturday. I don't know if I agree. I don't know. Oppenheimer, that doesn't strike me as a movie about someone's boss. Like, that seems historically important, if no nothing else. But, yeah, I mean, they're interesting stories. Like, the, the story in Air is pretty fucking interesting. And it led to a lot of changes in basketball. It, I mean, it's it's more about Michael Jordan's mom than anything. That's why his face isn't in it. I don't, I don't care about his mom. <laughs> how how long is that movie? How long is that movie? Oh, it's pretty long. It's a couple hours. Now imagine reading that story while you're taking a dump and readers digest for 15 <laughs> minutes. It's the same fucking thing. Like who gives a fuck? Create new stories. Like I don't give a shit about those. Right. If you want to make a Michael Jordan movie, why don't you tell the story about his secret suspension for his fucking gambling addiction? That's the movie I want to see. I would. Yeah, I mean, I would watch that movie too. But uh, he just decided to go play double A baseball. Get out of here! You know he got <laughs> caught gambling. He was fucking betting on quarters, rolling quarters to the wall. Yes, he betted on NBA <laughs> basketball game. Do you think that's why his dad got murdered? <laughs> I heard that theory. I yeah, I've, I've heard it. I've heard that it theory. doesn't have a lot of truth. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I could see Michael Jordan being. I'm Michael Jordan. I'll pay y'all when I feel like it. Yeah. Crazier <laughs> things have happened, that's for sure. I just I yeah, just never the, gave a fuck about those. Those are just white nonsense. Like, and I think they make those movies to like 
make white movies without having like diversity in it. They're just like, let's make some historically bullshit movie and just have like one black person in it. I mean, like, there are at least four black people in air. So how many are on the bulls? How many are on the bulls? <laughs> like, you don't really see anyone from the bulls. Chris Tucker plays the other executive who like really brought the Jordan home for Nike. He's just not in the trailer that much. No. But Tetris, but, like you brought up Tetris. Do you know anything about like what happened to the founder of Tetris? Well, he lost all the rights to Tetris and now he's a poor, crazy person. That's what I heard, basically. That's one of them. But there's another. See, like who gives a fuck? Well, there's another founder who I like was essentially murdered by the Russian mob, but the police ruled it a murder suicide, but he was almost certainly murdered by the Russian mafia. And like, that's interesting. I don't know if that's in the movie though. Should yeah, How many movies are there about Steve Jobs? How many Steve Jobs movies are there? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Steve Jobs movies. That's now, how sure. many Harry Tubman movies are there? <laughs> like one. She's far more important, yet they don't give a fuck. These are white. They're making white nonsense movies. And I, I just hate them. Yeah, and also I feel like a Tetris movie also could have been a documentary. Like yeah. a one-hour documentary. But they that happens all the time where stuff will be a documentary and a movie. Like there there is a Tetris documentary, but there's also a Tetris movie. I just, I just hate now, Oppenheimer, isn't that a Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah, so it's going to be like yeah. four and a half hours long. You're not going to be able to hear shit when they talk. (laughs) Like this artsy bastard. Oh, no, you only have to go to one of the seven movie theaters in America that's designed for my movies to hear the audio. Make it clear, man. It's it's a movie. We want to be able to hear. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do hate that. That whole line of thinking that, oh, it's you're not even seeing the movie if you don't see it in theaters. Fuck you. Theaters are expensive. It's like how people who write songs or music producers will say, like, the mark of a really good song is if you strip everything away down to just, like, the piano or the guitar and the vocals, is it still a good song? And if it is, then it's legitimately a good song. Same thing with movies. Like, if your movie is only good under certain viewing circumstances, (laughs) then your movie's not as good as other movies. Because a lot of other (laughs) movies play perfectly fine on a shitty fucking TV for poor people. Poor right. people should enjoy yeah. your shit the same way people who can pay to watch it under better circumstances. They, they should, they should enjoy it the same way. What are we I, talking about? I just again? don't, I just, I just like white nonsense, Christopher Nolan movies. And like, even like <laughs> Scorsese movies, like who gives a fuck about the mob still? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I didn't watch fuck about mob in the sixties. No. Yeah. As a person who loves Goodfellas, his last, Netflix, whatever the hell that bullshit was, was awful. Yeah, I terrible didn't watch pacing, it. Terrible pacing. Like, it's the reason editors make so much money in Hollywood. <laughs> you, your movie doesn't need to be three and a half hours. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a director's cut of a movie and come out of it being like, yeah, that was better. That was better than the original. <laughs> it's like, no, they cut this shit for a reason, pal. Yeah, man. Like, I'm sure it's some that exists, but like the real director's cut wants to be like an extra hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. Fuck that. Like Watchmen, Justice League, like the Zack Snyder ones. It's like, now it's five hours. And it's like, no one needed this. You get that with Stephen King books too. I remember at one point he re-released The Stand with 400 extra pages. It's like, just wow. write another book. Like what? I've never, I, I've never even heard of a of a director's cut of a book. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen King will pull that shit. He's he's a verbose dude. 
Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Just dropping in to let you know about a new podcast I'm hosting that I think you're going to like. It's called True Crime Sucks, and it's a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. Each week, me and a rotating group of co-hosts and guests will cover a different true crime documentary or an episode of True Crime TV and praise or criticize it accordingly. So don't worry, it's not just us saying your beloved true crime shows are all bad. In fact, we're kicking the show off with a bunch of episodes about some of the best and most influential true crime documentaries of all time. The first three episodes are available now on all the platforms. Just head to your favorite one and search for True Crime Sucks or go to unpops.co slash true crime sucks thanks we love you let's get back to the show all right should we get to john's first opinion yes yeah because i don't know if y'all seen i added a second more depressing one which i'll do last (laughs) because i realized two of mine were redundant my opinion is it's perfectly fine for adults to have strong opinions about animated movies because it's the only genre where people pretend like oh well if it's bad well so what we don't act like that with comedies we don't act like that with musicals nobody says oh well listen musical if you want to see the real one just go to broadway like the mario bullshit nintendo <laughs> bitches oh no well mario doesn't have doesn't have a story it couldn't be good bro i went to go see the lego movie with just my wife and my nephews we were laughing harder than them because it had legit good writing. We then went to go see Lego Batman by ourselves. It's one of the funniest animated movies I've seen in a while. And people lost their shit about how good this movie is. I'm not sure how many of the listeners, but Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is truly one of the best movies I've seen this year. Like, it, it is truly amazing. I keep hearing that. I need to fucking watch yeah. Puss in Boots. Like, I, I think I made... After watching that movie, I'm like, oh, I guess I probably had a panic attack in real life. Like, people that had panic attacks are like, that's the first movie I've ever seen that seriously depicts it. Like, wow. I have no exaggeration. Puss, I heard so much hype about this movie, Puss in Boots, Last Wish. It's truly amazing. Like, it showed, it has a character death in it. I won't give it away, but like, for the whole movie, you're trying to figure out, is this symbolic or is this an actual person? Because cats had nine lives, clearly, and the plot is pushed. It's down to his last life. And through his whole movie, from the Shrek movies, he's been a badass. And now he's coming to the, with terms like, oh, I can't do all that, or I might actually die. But I'm going to combine it because, like I said, my two two opinions were redundant. And going in line with the animated movie thing is Hollywood needs to respect voice actors the way we respect any other actors. So when I say names like Free Summer, Tara Strong, Hank Azaria, even uh, Mark Hamill, who does a lot of voice acting, he legit says he prefers to do voice acting than he does acting, actual yeah. acting. And the thing is, you see it in the Mario movie, you got Chris Pratt because they're thinking it's, oh, we need to have an A-list actor, otherwise eight-year-olds won't want to see our movie. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, You think an eight-year-old is going to say, hey, mom, Chris Pratt is in a Mario movie, can we go see it? Just hire some real fucking voice actors, because if you... If anybody is watching Simpsons, nine times out of ten, one of your favorite scenes is because of how amazing that voiceover work was delivered. And it's done so flawlessly, you don't even think about it. Yeah. 
I know I agree with like my wife is a voiceover actress and she's just like she can tell me like when they fuck up like when she's like a real actor and like why like the they because they don't know how to read the scripts per the character like a VO exactly. actor does and it, it is unfair especially now with I think James Gunn wants to like make the DC universe all one so like the same actors are also going to be the voice actors which is just the dumbest shit because the DC animated movies are way better than the actual DC like live action movie. One hundred percent, man. Even though the last, ever since Dwayne McDuffie died, maybe about five years ago, the quality has went down. But even the bad ones are better than a lot of the live action ones. But yeah, man, when they were hitting the highest of the high, the DC animated movies are truly amazing. So yeah, when I say Kevin Conroy is Batman before he passed away, you know what I'm talking about. Mark Hamill as the Joker, those performances, and I put it in the show notes, to me, it's similar to how anybody that's remotely famous think that they can do stand-up. So T.I. is like, hey, <laughs> I make all the people who I give money to and buy their houses and cars laugh. I can be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Well, no, in no, that case, it depends on what you mean, because that's one of the things that is so broken about comedy like whether ti is good at comedy or not he could go to any club in la and basically the owner would kick a legitimate comedian off stage so ti wow. could go up because he's a bigger name that's how comedy like, works wow as a See? as a comedian it's weird that like my goal in life is like some celebrities like last hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when a celebrity gets canceled, they're like, let me go fucking bump this guy. who has been working hard. Let's do this. Yeah, well, that is. See, yeah. So it's, it's a perfect parallel. Like Hank Azaria, who does like 10 voices on the Simpsons. He could voice act his ass around Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt just got like the role of Garfield and some other shit I heard. But Dude. like, I don't watch anime anymore because I'm a fucking adult. The reason I stopped watching anime is I don't have eight episodes to watch about how you found his sword and the origin of the sword maker and how he got the medal. Just tell the fucking story. But one thing I do enjoy about anime is in Japan, they understand that animation is just a medium. So in America, why don't we have legit movies like Glass Onion, a mystery, but it's done in animation? Because certain movements only look right in animation. Like America still hasn't understood this. Like, they tried to make a live-action Cowboy Bebop, and it was some bullshit because that stuff doesn't look right in anim- in live-action, you know? No, and it, it, like, it lessens my hope for, like, a live-action, like, Akira, whenever that happens in the next 30 years or whatever. Like, some of the shit, like, like just, just let it be. Just let it fucking be. And as far as that, honestly, my opinion is some, like, stuff like Akira, I've never seen it, but I know people that love that movie. Right. It doesn't need to be... Made in the live action, like in America, we have this opinion or feeling that unless it's live action, it doesn't count. But like, bro, Akira is over 30 years old and people still talk about it. The Akira slide is one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. They did it in, uh, what was the Jordan uh, Jordan Peele movie? Uh, the Alien movie that just came out? Nope. Nope. Yeah, nope. They did the, did you check that? They did the Akira slide in it. Did you, did you catch that? I've not seen Nope. I oh yeah. I don't. Well, you, I can't well, talk about person, Joe My yeah, my opinions are blasphemous about him. Oh no, I, I agree with you. It's probably good outside <laughs> of Get Up, outside of uh, Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Not, oh yeah, I just got tricked into seeing it because it, I was <laughs> like, all right, come on, come on, black director, we need another. Come on, man, I'm, I'm gonna give you a fifth chance, and you broke my heart again. It was terrible. <laughs> you know, like the Akira slide is in that movie because that animated movie is so iconic it doesn't have to be live action to be taken seriously it's still amazing like the lion king the remake was bullshit 
We didn't need a remake of The Lion King. No. It was dry animation. Beyonce, fucking Donald Glover, who I love. Donald Glover is not a voice actor. This did not need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the original Lion King. What? You never... Wow. I'm not a big animated movies person. Like, I don't, like, mock people for enjoying them, and I've certainly seen some that I liked. But, yeah, I just, a, a lot of that Disney stuff missed me because, like, Lion King came out when I was in my teens, sure. and I was, I was a little old for it. And I just never, like, it's not the part of my childhood that it is for a lot of other right. people. All right, perfect example, then. Your favorite animated movie is The Iron Giant. The Iron Giant is essentially a movie about during the Cold War, yeah. the big-ass alien robot crash lands, and rightfully so, the United States is like, hey, we don't know if this is from Russia, but we can't just have a big-ass alien out there. Now, yeah. if you look at the credits, the main voice actor was Craig T. Nelson, who did The Kid. Holly Hunter uh, did one of the people. We don't know who those are, but that doesn't decrease your enjoyment because it doesn't have A-list actors. I know the who Iron Craig Giant T. Nelson works. is. Who's his coach, right? Is he yeah, coach? Holly Hunter is a huge actor. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't born in the 1970s. I've never seen coach. It came out like in 96, right? It was coach, a 90s show. Coach was on the air when Iron Giant came out. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of Coach. Okay, but he's not a goddamn I mean, actor. He was on TV. Yeah, if Craig, if Craig T. Nelson is not like an A-list actor, he's not like a guy, you know what I'm saying? He's not like a Denzel or somebody. These people that they can just walk up and decide they want to get animated roles. But a movie like The Iron Giant isn't great because of A-list actors. It's great because of the script. It's yeah. great because of that animation and the pacing. It tells a story. It doesn't treat you like a child. You know, the yeah. thesis yeah. of the movie is what if a gun, what if a gun had a soul? That's what the director said. And oh. that's why it's amazing. And I just wish that we could get more movies like that and more people like Adam Ty Brown would appreciate that. Like, okay, animated movies are just another genre. We will look at them the same way that we look at mystery movies or we look at musicals, which I'm not a fan yeah. of. I mean, I do. That's that's how I view them. It's just a genre that isn't my favorite genre. I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm more into animated movies than action movies. Like anything that's making the CIA look cool in 2023 can fuck right oh, off. Right. Oh, sure. That all of that shit can go to hell. I'm tired of watching government agents do cool shit with guns. Fuck off. Like I would watch Puss in Boots a million times before <laughs> I would watch like a goddamn Jack Ryan show or some fucking John Krasinski fighting Venezuela. It's like some right. motherfucker really thought we were going to war with Venezuela when they wrote that bullshit. Ugh. Yeah, man, this the propaganda is freaking nuts. And, and yeah, yeah, that should have been one. I'll I'll save that opinion for another episode. But oh yeah, man, fuck yeah, CIA. I, I, I fucking hate propaganda. It's one of the things uh, I I'll have a future video on my YouTube channel because this is ridiculous. And, yeah. Oh my God. It's you. You would. You would think that after all of the all of these suspicious shootings and you know just the history of America, people would be like, hey, uh, you know these secret agencies and these cops who really have bad reputations. Maybe they can't be trusted. But people are like, I don't know, man. Let's give them a ninety ninth chance. Yeah. All right. Should we get to? Uh, I guess it's my turn again, right? Yep. My next opinion. Like I said, NBA playoffs are happening right now. In my opinion, one of the top two or three playoffs in professional sports. Like, I really don't fuck with NBA regular season, but 
once the playoffs roll around. Oof, so good. Yeah. And they've been really great this year. LeBron James is putting up a mighty impressive performance. Like when the season started, I was pretty sure the Lakers weren't even going to make the playoffs. And now I feel like they might win another championship. And here's the thing. I love LeBron James. I am so happy that I'm alive while he's at his peak. And I've, I've seen him play so much. I've gotten to see it all happen, you know, in real time. All that said, for starters, LeBron James is definitely not the greatest basketball player of all time. That's Michael Jordan. We can argue about that all we fucking want, but that's really not even my point. I don't think LeBron James is even like the second or third best player of all time. I think because he's carried on so long and because he kind of demands that we talk about him that way, I feel like he's kind of leapfrogged a few other players from the past who I think deserve at least as much discussion in terms of like, well, who's the second best player? I kind of feel like Kobe Bryant was a little better than LeBron. I think Kobe was the closest to Jordan that we've had. Like with Jordan and Kobe both, if you said some shit in the media, they were going to fucking make you pay really hard (laughs) the next time you played them. Like, Or not even that. There's that famous incident where Jalen Rose kind of tripped Kobe Bryant when he went up for, uh, he was shooting a three-pointer, I think. And uh, he, like, put his foot out so Kobe would trip, which is a very dangerous thing. You can injure someone that way. The next time they played, Kobe Bryant put up 73 points on Jalen Rose. And I feel like LeBron has that to some extent, but, like, no one's ever going to say, oh, Well, yeah, Chris Paul didn't win a championship, but it's because he was playing when LeBron was playing. People say that about fucking Patrick Ewing. They say it about Charles Barkley. They say it about Carl Malone. All these players who came so close, but they're like... I think Carl Malone won one. Carl Malone did not win a championship. Not with the Lakers. No, he didn't win one with... Jazz. No, he didn't win shit. Yeah, because he was playing against Michael. No, he did not win shit. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Because he ran into Michael Jordan. Like, you hear that about all these players from the 80s where it's like, yeah, but they were playing when Jordan was playing and Jordan didn't lose in the finals. You don't hear that about LeBron. No one's going to look back on this era and be like, yeah, well, he would have won a championship except for the fact that LeBron was playing then. And I don't know. I, I feel like, again, I think Kobe probably deserves more discussion when it comes to second best NBA player of all time. Probably Magic Johnson, like several Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like Kareem, yeah. Shaq wasn't as, like, obviously as talented in terms of basketball, you know, just pure basketball ability. But Shaq was pretty fucking unstoppable when he was at his peak. We got also got to describe like errors. Like it was a harder era back then in terms of defense and how defenses work. But also like LeBron is on fucking steroids and PEDs, right? Like we got to, <laughs> let's just admit that. Like he he's on performance enhancing. Like he's been playing for over 20 years and just the longevity in that is why he's able to accumulate like all these stats. But yeah, if you go on pure basketball, I definitely wouldn't have him like in my top three. I'd put him in my top five, but I don't think he's like the best ever, but he's fantastic. I'm not even a huge LeBron fan because he's from Ohio. He played for Cleveland and <laughs> obviously Michigan. We don't root for anything. Ohio, fuck Ohio State. <laughs> um, but the okay, Ohio but State. Even, yeah, I guess those potential <laughs> bastards. But if LeBron is on something, it's not like he's the only millionaire basketball player. 
if LeBron is on something, why can't anybody else last 20 years? Now, obviously, number one is huh? undebatable. It's always going to go to Jordan. Yeah. But, man, I got to put LeBron over Kobe only because LeBron can. LeBron makes it fun. He makes other guys want to play with him. He made that Birdman guy when he was in Cleveland have, like, an extended career who probably – what happened to him after LeBron left? You get Kyrie Irving crazy ass from going on fucking racist rants and whatever the hell he was doing, at least to win a championship. Like, LeBron is that thing. Like, it's a reason, like, all most NBA teams have some 42-year-old on the 15th position that never plays. All of that plays into a part. You need somebody to kind of keep the team together. And as, as much as I love Kobe, we all know for a majority of his life, Kobe was an asshole. He was too dominant. LeBron makes other guys want to be on the court. He's trying to push glass bones, street clothes, a.k.a. Anthony Davis, to be the star of the team. Because <laughs> we don't know what the hell you're going to get with, on, depending on what cycle the moon is in with Anthony Davis. But I don't know, man. I, LeBron got to be number three. Obviously, number one is a lock, but he might win another championship. I don't think it's going to happen, even though they're going to the Western Conference Finals as it is recording. But, man, LeBron, 20 strong years, everybody else has access to that same capital. And whatever the hell he was doing, why isn't anybody else playing at that level? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, though. Like, when he became the all-time leading scorer, it felt the same to me as when Emmett Smith broke the all-time rushing record. It's like you specifically went to St. Louis or Arizona to finish your career just (laughs) so you could break that record. Like, you're so clearly past your prime. And that's... I mean, now hearing myself talk, that obviously doesn't describe LeBron James. He's still playing at a very high high level. level. But also, it's like, but yeah, you've been playing so long. Of course, you're the all-time scoring leader. Like, so I I don't know. That doesn't really take away from how great of a player he is. Like, the fact that he's lasted this long, that probably adds to it. But yeah, I don't know. So if you had him at number three, John, who who would you have at number two? Oh, I mean, I, honestly, I like. I was saying he's he has to be in top three. I can hear debates for why he's not number two. I would put him in number two though, man. Just because yeah. I was born in ninety, so I've never seen a player play at that level for twenty plus years. And it hurts me to say just because for so long I didn't like him because he played for Ohio. But mm. man, the things he's doing, I really can't believe. Like we we don't. Not, most of us didn't think that the Lakers were making the playoffs. Yeah. Then they shot yeah. Russell Wilson off, uh, Russell Westbrook off, Anthony Davis. They got him super glued together enough to make it to the next round. We'll see. But I don't know, man. I, I could see him at number two. I hope he would have to be number three for me. A tiff, how about you? I'm honestly giving it some thought. I mean, no, he is like 2A and 2B with Kobe. And honestly, like LeBron, I mean, Jordan's all obviously the best. Yeah. But it's just tough because, like, it's such different eras, right? just in terms of, like, how soft now, like, fouls and stuff have gotten. The reason why I would give Kobe the edge is because he thrived in that harder defense era as well for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, and also he also played 20 years, like, but, a lot of, but he was also injured for a lot of times. But it, but with LeBron, you could have him in, like, the MVP race every year, and it wouldn't be, like, psychotic. Yeah. You could have thrown him in this year, and you'd be like, okay, like, he can be – in the running, he's obviously not going to win it, but right. he's just a shoe in. Yeah, man, it's it's not that bad of a take, but yeah, it's it's just that LeBron he's he's playing at a lot. He's playing against a lot of Hall of Fame players right now. Yeah, and he's doing it. Well, yeah, the NBA Hall sure. of Fame is also like notoriously easy to get into for yeah. the Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true, man. It's like it's like levels. Like baseball is ridiculously hard. Baseball hall is kind of easy. Baseball Hall yeah. of Fame should be burned to the fucking ground. That's some pretentious bullshit. Either that or they yeah. need to change the way they vote players in. Like, the way people overreact to the steroid era makes me so fucking uh. mad. Like, all of your granddad's favorite players were on amphetamines. And I would argue that's way more helpful when it comes to baseball than fucking steroids. But whatever. Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Just dropping in to let you know about another podcast that I host that you should be all up on. It's called Going Back, a rewatch podcast about the television show Lost. Me and my co-host Olivia Hydar are taking a trip down memory lane by rewatching that classic and divisive ABC hit show in its entirety. And we're breaking down each episode for you, the listener, as we go along. It's available everywhere podcasts are at. So go to your favorite spot and search for it now. Going back, a lost rewatch podcast. And thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. Let's stay on sports. So Tiff, what's your yeah, next opinion? Yeah. I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated an awful coach of all time. <laughs> he only what well, he only has championships with fucking Hall of Famers. Like that fucking Celtics run just launched him to another fucking stratosphere in terms of coaching. But he had maybe four Hall of Famers, definitely three shoe ins, three unlocks. But it's just that the amount of respect this fucking guy gets for not really doing much he's just like he's like whoopie and eddie like <laughs> i don't know he i think she might have been a better coach but he just gets fucking hall of famers and then takes them to above mediocrity and he's rewarded but then you see coaches like the dude for the raptors who made him win a championship like two years ago I forget his name might have been nick nurse who just got fired like Budenholzer. it's fucking Budenholzer, Co- yes he got Budenholzer from he, yeah, the bucks from milwaukee after they won a championship two fucking years ago, and he got fired. Hey, I'm not mad at that because I'm hoping the Pistons get him. We still looking for a coach, mm. so yeah, that'd be a good pickup. It's just, but like if you look at Doc Rivers, like he fucking he ran T Mac into the ground. Then the season before, with the Celtics season before, he got the Hall of Famers. They were like 28 and 50 something. That's <laughs> who he is. He's fucking other stats. He's the second winningest coach right now, but he's only had fucking Hall of Famers and All-Stars since then. I don't understand the love and respect for him. Like, I feel the same way about Steve Kerr, by the way. Like, Steve Kerr inherited a fucking team from Mark Jackson. They got rid of Mark Jackson, and no one has hired him since. I don't fucking get it. These coaches have these fucking front runners. And yet they act like they're doing something magical and they're not. Yeah. I guess I don't know enough about Doc Rivers as a coach to have an opinion on his coaching ability. I mean, he's maybe going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Who does he have? The MVP and the former MVP, James Hart. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but how many teams ever win without having some MVP caliber talent yeah that's but true the, uh, you need at least two names you need at least two damn near all-stars to make a run yeah the that's why i always go to like the 2011 mavericks where they just had fucking dirk yeah 
but it's it's like and the same coaching. it's like the saying goes even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes like yeah the, <laughs> every once in a while a team like the Mavericks will pull, or the that year the Raptors won it but even then they had Kawhi Leonard exactly like what happened One. when when Kawhi no and, didn't they and also that guy's have fired now didn't they also have Kyle Lowry at the time Kyle Lowry who played his above mediocre self I'll give you that Kyle Lowry's pretty fucking good not anymore. <laughs> he's, right. an, he's an important role though yeah he's, he's a good game manager true sure like yeah fucking... I, I yeah i don't know i mean i just i don't have any opinions on doc rivers sorry he's it's never coached bother me he's never coached the bulls so i don't NBA's... Yeah, I'm not that deep in the trenches to have strong opinions on coaching too much but sorry. the mark jackson thing that's a that's a whole other thing about how black Coaches in all sports really don't get the second chance like that. Yeah, it's more you see it more in the NFL, but NBA is a little better. But that's a whole side tangent. Yeah, what did he? Even, what did he even do bad? Like he ran up on what's his face, and that's about it. I forget his. Yeah, oh, I man, don't know what dude. Mark Jackson did to get. Like it does seem like he's fucking banished from coaching now, and he seemed like he was a pretty good coach. Yeah, what happened to him is very reminiscent of what happens to black coaches in the NFL a lot which is they'll get hired at the beginning of a rebuild yep. and they'll lose most of that time as teams always do when you're in the course of a rebuild. And then three right, seasons pretty much. Yeah. And then right when that rebuild is about to work, they fire that yeah. black coach and hire Steve Kerr or uh, there's yeah, lots of Hugh NFL Jackson, examples. Who's been on the Bengals up and who got fired super recently, but was on the Bengals for fucking forever. Was he the head coach? Hugh, uh, yes. For a while, and then they let him go. But he was a coach for too long. Are, I th- are you, you like, thinking of Marvin Nudes? Are you thinking of Marvin Lewis? Marvin Lewis. I am thinking of Marvin. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who the hell is Hugh Jackson? Sorry, Hugh Jackson was a dude. Got he was a coach of the fucking uh, Raiders at one point. Raiders for a while, and I think maybe the Browns at one point. I don't know. Yes. All right, John. What's your next opinion? All right. I don't know if you all got. I added it kind of late because I realized mine was so redundant. And for people that curious what type of content I make on my YouTube channel, this is pretty much it. So my unpopular opinion, and it's pretty much you all probably may agree, it's unpopular with a majority of America. Is upon release, felons should get one hundred percent of their rights back. It doesn't matter the crime; you should get your Second Amendment rights. You should be able to vote. A lot of people don't notice. Uh, they can't even if you a felon, you can't even get life insurance for five years after your last felony my opinion they should get all of these rights back because the burden should be on the state you telling me you can lock this person up for 20 years spend how much money on taxpayers and then be like okay uh we still can't trust you to work at a fucking office so we're going to have this little box on a job application oh we had you for 20 years we can't we can't trust you like any other normal citizen to go get a handgun and my reasoning for this is because that exhausts the state from having to have any responsibility. Otherwise, what's the point of prisons, which I'm not a big fan of anyway, but so we just holding these people. So yeah, felons should get all of their rights back. And if your argument is, well, they committed a dangerous crime. Okay, a lot of us did stuff that may not have been a felony, but you probably did something that could have gotten you locked up and you just didn't get caught. So yeah, man, felons should get 100% of their rights back. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think- Yeah, same. Another argument for it is making that re-entry back into the real world and life outside prison, making that harder for a person makes it more likely that they're going to end up back in prison, which makes 
no sense. From, if nothing else, from an operational standpoint, it only makes sense if you really want a robust prison population because you exploit that prison population for labor purposes or something along those lines. Not that I would suggest the United States would be engaging in something like that, but that is the only way that makes sense is if you literally want people to go back to prison. Otherwise, yeah, you should make it as smooth as possible for people to get back to a normal life after prison. Like prison should be about reform. It shouldn't be about punishment, but we make so much of it about punishment even after you're out that it just leads to people going back. Well, and it's also like, again, the, I believe I 100% support this as well. Cause again, I feel like the prison system in America, it's not about rehabilitation at all. And especially we have like a bunch of private prisons as well that just make money off of government funding where it's like, yeah, they don't, they want as many people in there as possible. Like they don't give a fuck about making people actually be a member of society. Like you're right. Like once you do, once you actually pay for that crime and go to jail, then you should be able to come out and get your rights back. Like, or else again, as you said, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's weird because like so-called liberals or honestly, I hate anybody that gives themselves some type of label like that because you putting yourself in a box but like you have people that call themselves progressive and stuff and they're like oh well you know we need to also monitor these people and stuff like bro it's an entire it's all a game it's all a racket and clearly when we look at the people that's most affected mostly black and brown or poor people are in these situations and you're just making it difficult they can't get they can't get housing for certain places they can't get uh loans i believe for like to go back to school in some situations and yeah yeah None of it makes sense that we've been trying this for the last hundred years or so, and we have the highest prison population in the world, yet we still keep having shootings. We still keep having all these crazy things, and everybody like, what if we opened up more prisons? Like, What are you talking about? Yeah. It's clearly not a deterrent when it comes to crime, having this prison population, which I think is one of the arguments people make as well. If the punishment is especially severe, then that will deter people from committing the crimes. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all like the death penalty doesn't do shit to deter people from committing crimes and yeah i think not only that not only should people who've committed major crimes get their rights back after prison but minor stuff like traffic tickets and fines things like that that should be based on your income like if you're a mm. billionaire and you get a speeding ticket, that speeding ticket should be like $250,000. Like <laughs> it should be a financial burden for everyone or it should be a financial burden for no one. It's got to go one mm. way or the other because the way it works exactly. now, like a speeding ticket given to the wrong person will fucking ruin their life. Like you yeah. hear there was a big investigation in Chicago where people were getting speeding tickets and parking tickets that they couldn't afford to pay and the city would impound their car. And then when they couldn't pay to get their car out of impound, the city would sell their car. But then the money the city got, they would not apply to what that person owed. They would just keep it. And that person would still owe all of that money for having their car impounded. And it was mysteriously happening mostly in poor neighborhoods. Like that kind of shit should not be allowed to go on either. But 
It does. It does. Yeah, and it's it, it's just wild. Like I did an entire uh, video essay. It's my newest one up on my channel. It's called "How Prisons Rob You Were Billions a Year." And I got to invest. Uh, I got to interview people that's really affected. Like when you just think of something like a prison visit for certain people, that's damn near what you would spend on a vacation. Yeah. Like in Michigan, if you if you're from Detroit, you get locked up. Our major prisons are like probably six hours away. So you're asking the person take off of work. If they got a shitty car, they got to rent a car, drive up there, get a hotel, visit this person, drive back or just to talk on the phone. Some places charge anywhere from a dollar to five dollars a minute. It's all just a racket. And we had these people that they get on the Internet and, oh, uh, eat the rich, blase squad. Like, y'all not going to eat shit. Like, y'all can't even the real stuff that you can affect. Y'all don't make posts about that because that doesn't go viral. Right. Y'all, they, all of these people, to me, it's all, I call it performative. And I hate to, I fucking hate that white conservatives stole our word. I call it performative wokeness because uh, people that really know what woke is, that's a term black folks had for generations. But it's just these people, they acting like they care about these things. But like, bro, the little stuff, y'all don't even care about. Why is somebody in, in jail for not for 30 days for $150 bond. Everybody doesn't have $150. What do you do? You don't have parents. Both of your parents dead. You don't have family in the state. Yeah. So now you're just in jail. It's all it's all just a racket, man. And it's and these people they get online. They oh, you can write a hundred tweets about Elon Musk, but you ain't got nothing to say about these people and these women who in jail, they have to pay for tampons. Most states don't even have a law requiring women hygiene products. And it's People like they only want to tweet about the sexy things that go viral on TikTok and shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I said my last one was depressing. <laughs> I know that was sad. It's fine. I'm yeah. on the episode, so they know it's sad. <laughs> right, right. It makes sense in the tips here. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, I think that's our sewed. We did it. Yeah. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, no problem. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? There's probably ads for the things I want to plug on here. So I will just say, follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't fucking use Twitter anymore. Uh, Smart. Beyond that, a tiff. What do you got to plug? Uh, just follow my Instagram and Twitter. I don't know. At a tiff Myers. That's it. I don't really, I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> John, what do you got to plug? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my YouTube, John Lewis, it's spelled a weird way so that it could be searchable. So y'all have to look it up in the show notes. But yeah, I do long ass video essays <laughs> that do deep dive actual information and, you know, from the people that's affected by these communities. So, you know, I'm in community with black gay people, black trans. So when we talk about these things, we actually have either they have channels or we bring them on channel to the YouTube community I'm in. When you talk about people that are actually affected by gun reform, what this does to poor black communities. I have people like that on my channel. You know, we talk about all of these deep things. So yeah, check it out. I'm close to hitting 10,000 subs and I'm taking it to the next level this year. Nice. nice. And I think that's it. Let's get out of here. A tiff. Say goodbye. Bye everybody. John, say goodbye. All right. Peace out. See y'all. Goodbye everybody. We love you. Oh.